Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. What a end, or be, I guess beginning of the week, technically, but here at the Fight Game Podcast, we had so much content, and uh, we ended all, at least, uh, you know, for, for the times where we're putting out so many shows, because of big shows, with WrestleMania 36, Night 2. John LaRocca is with me. Uh, before we get to night two, I'm very interested in his night one thoughts as well. So, John, what's up? And uh, what did you think of of uh, kind of this whole spectacle of, of WrestleMania, empty arena two night WrestleMania? That's a lot of wacky tobacco, honestly. Um, it just it's so weird. We'll never forget this ever. Um, and when it comes to wrestlemania this will you know i'm sure you know it's something that will be poked fun at and as years go on or or uh, people always want to say they want to see it 24 7 on on the uh on this show i wish i think they are going to do something like that so that's going to be interesting when we look back and watch that so yeah it's just if the 20 if the 24 uh, 7 was truthful it'd be a really bad look at them so it'll, it'll be the wwe version of of what the story is for sure yeah, it's just uh it was just it's just weird. Weird all around. Some entertaining stuff, some not so entertaining stuff. Um just and just 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 bizarre. Just completely bizarre. I just that's how I can explain it. Okay, since uh I had Jason Hagholm with me uh on Saturday night after night one and he and I went over the entire show. Are there any is there anything from night one that you you kind of wanted to to bring up before we move on tonight too. Um, that th- I mean, uh, I enjoyed. I mean, if I had to pick between the two nights, I enjoyed night one more. Um, I liked that was a nice flow to that show. I thought things were well done for the most part. Um, you know, I had zero expectations for the boneyard match, but I was actually quite entertained by it and enjoying myself watching it like i i didn't think it was kind of like first when it's you know obviously feeling like a movie and that was kind of like oh, that's kind of weird but then as it went on i was kind of into it and i thought all those, everyone did a hell of a job and you know the undertaker was fantastic and say say with aj but i just thought undertaker was just really really good in this whole the whole deal so that really took me by surprise which is that's why I mean I'm, that's why what I'll remember from this WrestleMania is like how the Boneyard match kind of just took me by surprise. You know, my dad used to say about baseball players as the baseball players got older, if you kept them in a baseball cap, 
they sort of looked like what you remembered them when they were in their prime. But the second they took the cap off, that sort of humanized them and it aged them because they were older. And so you take, for instance, Cal Ripken, you know, Cal Ripken, Mm -hmm. you put a baseball cap on, you know, 45 year old Cal Ripken, and he probably looks very similar to the Cal Ripken that you remember. And I feel the same way with The Undertaker, because the second he's got a take his shirt off and wrestle in a singlet and take his hat off and show all the bald spots. He ages himself so much, but if he can keep on the motorcycle gear and keep on the bandana, he looks like a younger version of himself. So I thought that was so smart for them to do because he looked like the undertaker that we all remembered. And I think that was a big part of why that thing worked. Yeah, true, true. I think there's a lot to do with that. And, you know, I'm always the, I always like Biker or, or Undertaker too. Like, I remember, you know, of course, being into Undertaker when he first debuted, I thought it was different, unique. And, but then after a while, it kept became the same old, same old. So I remember when he went to the Biker Undertaker gimmick, I, I really enjoyed him like that. And plus, his matches were di- worked differently. Um, and so it was nice to see the biker undertaker back for this segment, which I think is a perfect fit for this. And of course there was the supernatural part of the undertaker that, that showed up in, in the boneyard match. But, um, I thought it was going to be like an inter- like a reintroduction of the, a, a new, uh, resurrection of the undertaker i thought actually aj was winning this match you know especially but you know and then they kind of kept going and but and i didn't i was like oh man i wish aj was gonna win it and we see the undertaker come back for revenge later on but then i was like get into it so i actually didn't really feel bad when this was all over actually like i said i was surprised i didn't have any expectations for it at all and i just really enjoyed that i know a match that was very close to your chest that you you held it close to your chest was the Shayna match because you know you booked Shayna very early in her career uh, I think her second match ever was was on one of your shows mm-hmm. and so she comes into this into Wrestlemania um, she comes in sort of inconspicuously by biting Becky Lynch on on the back of the neck on a raw that's how they debut her and she's been booked really strong she had one match on raw that was not good but they've kept her with interviews. They've kept her uh, looking, you know, just like this sort of silent assassin type. And so they had the match and uh, Becky wins uh, in a in like a <clears throat> I think the idea, at least as, as far as I thought, was, you know, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin or Bret Hart, Roddy Piper. It wasn't exactly the same, but I think that was the idea. But. To me, I thought you had to actually tell a story in the match in order to do that finish, and and that was there wasn't a, a long enough story, <clears throat> and to and and the story would have been, you know, Becky wants the fighter, realizes that she cannot win a fight, and actually has to win a wrestling match, and I don't think they told that story in, or they didn't have time to tell that story if that's where they were going, and and I thought I thought Shayna looked a little, a little. Um, not, I don't think she was weak, but she just looked sort of like normal. She just looked like a normal wrestler by the time that match was over. The way that she walked out, she kind of, you know, had a lot of the mystique was gone. And I think they really missed the boat on this, uh, you know, by the way that they booked it. The the inside the ring, the you know, the just the what they were doing was fine. It was totally working. But I didn't like the story of this match at all. If if Shayna is is uh, going to keep being, uh, you know, the silent assassin type that that they've been booking her as. 
Um, I didn't have an issue with the story of the match. I just had an issue with the finish. I, I think they should have put Shayna over. I think it was a time to do it. Um, Becky's been running through the whole division and destroying everyone, you know, in her path. And and I, I think it's time for her to kind of fight her way back to the championship. And I, you know, I thought it, I thought that. Shayna would be the one to defeat her and then she might still be but I think it's you know it's just not gonna it's not gonna have the same momentum if yeah she does a little it. bit of a lost opportunity yes yeah, it's not gonna have the same momentum if you do it tomorrow so so that, that's what I was disappointed the match story was 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 what they told in the finish is it was it was fine there was nothing wrong with it at all it was good you, you can't have it was it was back and forth I rewatched that match twice it was back and forth that you know no one had a sustained advantage with that match um, it was they're just going back and forth, and then she got caught and she lost. And when I, and they, it's fine they did that. If they did that, well, I would have done that. I would have had Shayna go over, but I would have had Shayna get up quickly and beat the hell out of Becky and leave her laying instead of being just shocked like that. That I think that was worse than the pinfall. Honestly, I, I think I would have had, like I said, I would have had her pop right back up after getting caught with the pin shame, you know, shame on me. But then, you know, now she's going to win the war. Not that she didn't win the battle and in, in the end of the result, but I think it would be nice to have her win the war and then they can have, maybe she beats her up so bad after the match that when they do wrestle, say they wrestle on Monday and Becky's, you know, hurt. And then she gets, you know, defeated by Shayna then maybe that would have been fine but I I don't know I just didn't um I just didn't like how they had her just sitting there and staring off and and then you know being upset that she lost I thought that was that was the that was the worst part of the match that was the 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 part that really really upset me the most look you know this empty arena stuff leaves everybody naked right like you don't have the the crowd for the for the cameras to shoot um, you know, you don't have the the inside the ring stuff because it looks really lame when these people are posing for fans that that aren't there. So it just kind of leaves everyone naked. And, and it, you know, I think there that was a tough moment for her to be in. Um, and I, I kind of felt bad for her because I was like, oh, like she she she's almost caught between a rock and a hard place here because you don't want to make Becky look like her win was fluky or, or worthless in any way. So she can't like smirk and like be cocky about losing. Um, and it was just like a weird sort of emotional state uh, at that time. But you know, that it is what it is. Uh, the uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. And it's kind of, I guess, I don't even know if we'll see what they do. They, they, they keep mentioning that Money in the Bank is going to happen, but how are they going to shoot any of these shows if all of the these uh, states get shut down? I'm, I'm really confused how that's going to happen. Yeah, me too. It's going to be. I don't even know what they have. They must have raw taped, I'm guessing. Already. I think I think Raw and SmackDown, or at least Raw for sure. Maybe SmackDown, but maybe they. I think they may have been trying to shoot SmackDown live. I tell you what, I'm definitely interested in watching Raw tomorrow. I mean, uh, um, after all this craziness, like I actually just want to see now what they're going to do next. Even though I wasn't really high on night two, at the same time, I'm like, I'm curious what they're going to come up with and where we're going to go from here. All right, so let's talk about tonight's show. Uh, I thought it started out pretty strong like from the opener mm-hmm. perspective uh i think charlotte you know you know i was like trying to think i was like okay rhea ripley should win this match because she was super hot beating shayna but 
after I thought about it, because I was thinking opponents, and and if you know if, if it's Bianca who is the the one who beats Rhea, then okay, maybe maybe that that does work. But looking at the rest of the women, um, I don't I don't know who else could beat her, and and it would be a, a really good match. So I think it's good to have a program with Charlotte continue because. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you thought, but I would love to see this rematch or a third match in front of a like a jacked crowd, because what they did here was really um, strong. Um, it wasn't smooth, but it was it was more of like a, a fight feel. And, you know, the both women are so athletic. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, didn't really like the maybe the work, there was lots of grunting. You heard, you heard the the women really like laying in and, and vocally, uh, communicating what the pain was and, and the exhaustion, maybe not as much as uh, Randy Orton and Edge, but we'll get to that. But, uh, I, I just, I really like the opener and, and, you know, this isn't a hundred percent universal praise for this match. I've, I've seen some who, who didn't like it, but, just thought really strong by both. And I, I didn't think that, that, um, I don't, I mean, Charlotte's wins with her move. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was the right thing, but her winning, I was okay with by the end because I thought, okay, who, you know, this is a good opponent for Rhea. And when Rhea does finally beat her, it's going to mean something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this was my favorite match of night too. Um, they had a great match. I thought, And, and, Great match here with no crowd, and I thought it would have been even a uh, a, a better match with the crowd. I, I could just see, I can see this really getting over with a live audience at WrestleMania. I, I I see this match being talked about after WrestleMania is over as being one of the matches, best matches on the card. David did a great job. Um, I'm okay with the finish because it's definitely there's definitely going to be a longer story told with these two, and I'm okay with that. And I think it's a a, a positive. Um, I think NXT does have women that Rhea can work with that they decide to go that route. You know, there's uh, Dakota, there's EO and a few others, but, um, but no, I'm okay with the longer story with, with Charlotte and you get her on, you know, the NXT brand, you know, for some more shows, which is going to be good. And we'll see, we'll see what's going to happen. We still have that, you know, women's six, six women's ladder match coming up on, on Wednesday. So we'll see who's going to come up the number one contender of that and who's going to face Charlotte on a future NXT show. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how long they're going to go with this. And, um, I think Rhea showed a lot in this match. Um, I thought Charlotte did a great job. Um, the grunting in the head, I saw a lot of people talking about that. Well, it's because obviously the, there's no crowd. So we're hearing a lot more. And of course they're tuning up a little bit more. Yeah. I thought, more. I thought they mic'd the ring <clears throat> yeah. uh, louder, which was better like yeah like i i liked it i i wasn't i wasn't uh downgrading the match because of the the grunting i just it was like a women's I, tennis match is what it reminded me of. yeah i don't mind that i don't mind that i mean that's it just adds more believability to the matches and they do this in the live matches but we just don't really hear it as clearly because there's crowd noise the commentators are talking over it and you know it's it you know there's a three-man booth of people talking so uh, it's just basically normal stuff. Maybe a little tuned up a little bit, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Well, you know, my problem with with Rhea as a babyface facing these uh, these smaller women is just she's got to sell for them, and if she sells like the Undertaker sells for someone like Shawn Michaels, then great. I think it would work. 
Um, I don't know if that's the best part of her game yet, so I'm not sure if those matches would would be uh, as as believable. But when you have Charlotte and Rhea, like you have two just like athletic, tall, strong women, and it is absolutely believable when they start laying it in. And I'm just in there going like, man, you know, this is this is like uh, it's not quite the carbon copy of each other, but it's 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 somebody you know it was almost like now you know obviously it's not sort of i'm not trying to say that this is like a real competition in any way but it was almost like you know i'm watching charlotte kind of going like okay like let's see what you have here because you know i I, i'm gonna give it to you and i want you to give it back and i thought like that little sort of game in 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 the game inside the game was really strong and and look you know Rhea brought it right like because if she was weak in some of this stuff charlotte you know may may have eaten her up a little bit but she was right they they were toe-to-toe and that's what i liked liked about this yeah no Rhea's selling is super strong it's one of her strongest points and she can make anyone for for charlotte though no for anyone for anyone i i i I don't know i'm not i'm not gonna buy it if she's selling for dakota kai i just oh i i could buy that i mean they're both good i mean and Rhea's good Rhea's really good and they had a like they had a really really good match i'm really i'm really happy with the performance and yeah the game within the game is the story they're telling you know charlotte still is the big queen on of the of the company right so she still sees Rhea as below her obviously so she definitely has that attitude and she is bringing it and wants you know Rhea to give it back to her and Rhea keeps fighting back and and after the result you know Charlotte still has a lot more to talk about a lot more cockiness and arrogance and she's still the queen and then you know let's, let's hope they you know correctly book Rhea to finally take her off that mountain or other maybe some other twists and turns will happen we'll see so the uh, the next match was Bobby Lashley and Alistair Black, and if you thought Charlotte and Rhea were loud, Bobby Lashley was uh, Charlie Chaplin in this match. Yeah, he was, he was yeah, Lashley. So... <laughs> Lashley's never been a vocal guy. He's not. No, he never ever the, the, in the, his career. The most uh, the the most demonstrative demonstrative thing he ever did, as far as I can remember, was when he. Uh, he jumped onto the cage and it landed on Umaga in that match. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was there for that. Oh yeah, that was in San Jose. Um, oh wow, I don't remember. I, I guess I, I don't know why I didn't go to that show then. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I remember. I remember that seeing that, and I had a good shot of it actually where I was sitting. So I was nuts then. I remember looking forward to seeing it on TV. Um, but no, he's, that, you know, neither neither guy is is super no. vocal in their yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's definitely different but you know but they both true to who they are and um that match it went exactly the way I, that match was gonna go i knew exactly the finish when it was booked not because i got that word but i'm just saying like i just knew like somehow lana's gonna get involved and you know i could see them finally breaking up them two and they were actually setting it up with the commentary too talking about lashley's losing streak and you know lashley you know look this is you know looking forward to uh, regaining some momentum by you know getting a win at WrestleMania, so I knew when she you know I knew she was going to do something to cost him this match, and I'm glad because uh, you know I'm glad that um, one they're going to split them up eventually soon, and two I'm glad that Alistair got a win, so it, it worked out for everyone. Lashley is a sh- gigantic strong man, and he held Alistair in a vertical suplex um, twice, mm-hmm. and Alistair fought out of it. 
And then, uh, you know, but Bobby had to hold him, had to take the blow onto his head, walk him to the opposite side of the ring to lay him down. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this dude, this dude is just, he's he, a f- just freak. Yeah. He's a freak. Yeah. He's a physical, like, like he comes out and he's like just the perfect specimen, right? Like, and he, how old is he? Like 40, late 40s now, right? Or I don't know if he's late 40s, but go ahead. Keep talking. I'll look I'm pretty up. sure he's like. 44 45 right that's what i think and then uh and he just looks tremendous i know maybe there's some help there but like gosh you know <laughs> like i know he's just born those genetics but i like bobby lashley a lot i think he he really um this run has done a really good job um i know that he's been in this wacky storyline with lana and rusev but like if you give him that killer persona he could definitely get it over so he's like a month and a half younger than me really God, he's, he always seems like he's older, but he's yeah, he's not well. Shit. Uh, but you know, he still he still looks tremendous. Um, so the uh, basically, um, Lana calls for the spear, and so he listens to her, eats the black mass, and Alistair Black wins the match. So uh, Gronk, our friend Gronk was uh, talking about how he's a three-time NFL champion. <laughs> but that was the past. And he has his eyes on the 24-7 title. So that that would play into the show uh, later on. Um, you know, like, I thought Gronk was used perfectly for the show. Like, it wasn't too much. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't too much. I thought it was going to be, like, too much where... I'd be annoyed by it by, you know, by the second night, but they actually, they actually kept him in only a couple segments each night. And I, th- I thought he, he did fine for those segments. Like I, it didn't, it didn't, didn't really hurt my viewing at all. So the next match is Dolph and Otis. And since you were not watching SmackDown, how much of this story did you know? Um, I just, I remember seeing results, but, uh, you know, with the whole twist and everything, I, I don't know. It, the match was fine. It was okay. I mean, o- okay at best. Um, it's all storylined, and it is the match itself. And they're not going out there to have this classic, right? It's just all about the 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 story around the match. So you know, they, I guess they accomplished the goal. This is a match that definitely needed a, a crowd, right? That people that were following the storyline. It, it just came off flat because of the note crowd. This is when this is the one that for sure was hurt by being in the, in the empty arena. So I don't know. Uh, uh, somebody paid Rick Patino, the famed college basketball coach, mm-hmm. to tweet about this show. He um, he he tweeted a photo of I think it was his three daughters or oh my god he, he's a little old to have young daughters like that maybe maybe they are his daughters but um, he tweeted about that <laughs> and then after Otis wins this match. And he gets the the smooch for from Mandy, which we'll talk about in a second. Rick Patino tweets, "Congrats Otis! Congrats Otis! I've been coaching athletes for forty five years, and the best conditioned athletes almost always win. Clearly, WrestleMania is no different." So Rick Patino was uh, paying attention to Otis here in this match. So the storyline is that Sonia Deville. And Dolph Ziggler worked together to set up uh, or to sabotage Mandy and Otis's Valentine's date. So comes out on SmackDown uh, on on Friday, and at the beginning of this match, Dolph comes out with Sonya Deville, who is supposedly Mandy's best friend. 
no Mandy. Otis comes out as well. And uh, the, the match is, is you know, Dolph being Dolph and having the upper hand. Otis gets his comeback and he's about to do his famed caterpillar. Sonya Deville gets on the ring apron. And it, this is what Otis says. What are you doing? <laughs> that that was his. Uh, this, uh, if, if there was a crowd, we probably don't hear that. But uh, because there wasn't, we, we got to hear him say, what are you doing? So um, he, he says, what are you doing? And then Dolph sneaks behind and su- supposed to like kick him in the nads. But it was more like. I don't know. It had to, if he got him in the nads, it was definitely back sack. It was like more towards like the, the anus or something. Like his foot did not come come near the the target there. Um, and so then, uh, so at that point, you know, Dolph's about to win the match. Mandy's music plays. She comes out. Sonya looks at her. Mandy just starts beating beating up Sonya. He comes over to Dolph. Dolph screams at her like, "You're ruining this!" Like, what is she? She she's ruining the. You're you're winning this match. She she obviously doesn't like you. What what else is she ruining? Mm-hmm. And so then, um, so then she gets Dolph low with a low blow. Otis hits Caterpillar, and he wins the match. And he picks up Mandy into his arms, and they smooch. And they, uh, that's the end of the whole thing. So the, um, the happy go lucky, uh, Otis who got screwed by the mean guy and the mean girl gets the girl in the end. And he got to kiss Mandy, which is, uh, probably, uh, better than the payoff he's going to get for this show. Um, I'm sure the payoff will be fine, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is also a nice bonus. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's usually WWE books it to where the, the, the baby face, you know, the uh, sucker gets, you know, the girl turns on him, right? And she goes, you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. Poor Otis. But no, nah, this, they actually had a happy ending to this, which is, that was, that was pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. I just, I mean, it wasn't my thing. I mean, I wasn't really into, I, except because I'm not really invested in SmackDown. I just, you know, so it's made, made it harder for me to get into. But um, I like Otis, though. I like, I always liked him and heavy machinery and the tag team. I think they're a great tag team. Um, do you think he character. should be, do you think he should be as like, fat guy comedic or do you think he should be a little bit more like a mean street kind of baby face well no he's a he's a baby face he's a baby face and that's otis though that's like the real deal i mean that's him like 24 7 that's that like what's one thing about i know about this guy is that's him in the locker room uh, at the restaurant like he is just a wacky character so that's just him so there's but you know turned up to 11 and I think like, he's not a heel. If he's a heel, yeah, we make him a badass monster kind of guy. But like, as the like bushwhackers that could work, you know, like we don't know work. Uh, I shouldn't say that because the bushwhackers can't work, honestly. But um, you know, as as uh, big bushwhackers who are big men that can go like at the uh, more athletic ability, I guess um, they're an entertaining team. I think they deserve a run with the tag titles and all that kind of stuff. And then, but I'm sure they will be broken up sometime in the near future. But, but does Vince see, you know, is, is he going to see Otis as somebody who he can utilize down the line? Or is he just going to use him up for as, as, as much as he can for the goofiness and then kind of get sick of him? That's that, that's kind of where I was going. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think he'll probably turn heel first, and then you'll see, like, maybe Tim try to do something with him. But I think they're very high on him. I think Vince gets a kick out of him. I mean, if Vince didn't like him, he wouldn't be in this spot, right? So I mm-hmm. think 
I think he's definitely uh, well liked within the the creative for sure. Okay, so um, this next match, I'm going to preface the next match by saying Randy Orton and Edge, if they had cut this match in half from a time perspective, did the same finish, um, I would have really, really, really liked this match. But because they went an extra probably 18 minutes, I was just like... Wait, I couldn't wait for it to end. And it's not to say that they didn't do a good job. Edge did a great job. He he really, you know, his, his acting, if you can call it that in this match, was excellent. Randy played his part. But I was tapping out at about the 20 minute mark. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I kind of felt bad too because I'm like I really liked this match for about 15 minutes, and if they then went to the finish, you know, the finish takes a couple minutes. I would have been like, ah, oh, that that's a, that's that was a really strong match. But at the end of this thing, I was down, I was bored, I was tired. I started looking for stuff to read on the internet, and it killed the uh, momentum for me for the next two matches. And one of those two matches w- was actually pretty decent after this. So. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to like this a lot, and I just felt, like, super bored uh, once they didn't go home. What was the finish to- uh, official time of the match? Someone said 36. Okay, yeah, I felt over 30. Um, I, I'm like, I'm with you. I wasn't, I won't say I, would, I was bored, but, like, I thought for sure, like, 10 minutes less would have been f- good, or maybe 15, but... I was thinking 10 when after I watched it. It was funny, like, because in the middle of the match, I had a poopy diaper situation. <laughs> so, my my youngest, Kaylee, who's only three months old, she, yeah, yep. Oh, well, I got to take care of business, right? So, I go and change her. I come back, and all I see is Edge. I thought I was going to miss the match. I see Edge is now laying on a conference table. <laughs> right? at yeah, the PC. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what happened here? And then all of a sudden, I think, uh, or is it Ed? No, it was Randy Orton. Because I think Edge came on the top. Well, someone came off the top on the conference. Table. I think it was Edge on the whoever. But I was like, oh man! And they kept going and going and going. And this is, I mean, this match will always, I'll always remember this match for watching this with my kids because explaining to Chloe why Randy Orton RKO'd Beth Phoenix mm-hmm. was like the, one of the hardest conversations I've had with her ever. Like. Why do you hurt her? Why is he mean? And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, <laughs> and then they start doing the match. I, I really had nothing to say. I kind of like, kind of like, you couldn't respond to her. I was like, I can't explain this. You know, I say he's a bad guy, and you know, he, you know, the husband, and now the husband wants to get revenge, and now they're having this fight. And they start, and she's like, well, why are they fighting? Why are they, you know, she was very disturbed by the by the action like it was kind of like i had like kind of take our attention away from the violence of it and it was getting pretty violent like hangings and and the whatnot and but but then after after poopy diaper situation came back my wife joined me for the ranger this match and and hunter was sleeping for he's on a nap but i would say as much as it was too long my wife, who hasn't really watched much wrestling in God knows how long, was watching the whole finish of this thing. The last mm-hmm. like twelve minutes, like she was into it, 
And once she found out who Edge was, like she didn't even rec- recognize Edge. She's like, oh, that guy? You know, and then, then she got into it. She likes, she loves Randy. She thinks, you know, who doesn't, right? And so um, so she was into it. So I'm like, well, shoot, man, she's into it. So that must be, mean something. So I, I mean, I liked it. I, I thought their performance was great. I thought Edge was great. I'm, I, I don't know. I was never an Edge guy. I like certain parts of his career, but I wasn't like I like Radar R Superstar Edge and all that stuff. But for the like for the most part, I wasn't really into him. But I'm I'm digging the return of Edge. Maybe I just need something or something. Maybe WWE just needs something like this, a nice return. So maybe I'm into it. But and and Randy was they're both great. I mean they're both phenomenal in this. I mean it just went too long. You're right, just ten minutes too long. I thought for me. Okay, so the match starts really hot because. Randy is dressed as a cameraman mm-hmm. and Edge is facing the entrance and Randy sneaks up behind him, hits him with an RKO and Edge sells the hell out of this thing. Uh, and, and the ref is yelling at Edge. He's like, you know, you got you have to verbalize if, if you can go on and Edge screams yes. And then Edge is still lying on the ground and he's like, no, you need to get up. And so he gets back up on his feet. Boom, another RKO. So to me, I'm like, in like immediately right like they they got me so they go outside the ring randy hits him with the camera ref starts the count and then i remembered oh yeah this is a this last man standing match and then they start working their way around the building they go into the back area of the gym they did a very tasteless spot that i know that they didn't even realize that they did but randy orton has the um at first, I thought it was the TRX uh, ropes, but I think it's the, the the ones where you do the hangs. So you kind of stick your 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 arms and then you hang and you can do crunches and stuff. And he wraps it around Edge's throat. And I immediately think, we just revisited this Chris Benoit thing. Like, did we have to do this thing? I know that they didn't think of it, but tons of people on Twitter Re, you know, I saw that I saw that they thought the same thing. So little, ta- pretty tasteless. I'm not going to blame them. Like they're they're not thinking of that. Um, so they then they work their way to other parts of the building. The other the, the other negative thing, and I don't know why they did this, but Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon, they decided to call this match like you would call a a golf event where you're kind of whispering Mm -hmm. and i know i think what they were trying to do was they were trying to play up the like edge is hurt and he is really possibly going to be hurt in this match you know he had a neck injury so we're like being really quiet we're kind of concerned and i thought they needed to do the opposite which is they needed to like dial up and really explain the hatred and the violence and the intensity in this thing because because with with the uh with with the no fans all we heard was just more grunting and which which is fine but it was the same grunting over and over and over and over and over so it just got so tired and I need I, I wanted the announcing to get in there and to help tell this story but for whatever reason, they stayed in like super quiet mode. Um, and then uh, and then like I was writing, you know, stuff, stuff down. And then I just wrote like and 20 minutes later and we're getting to the finish. But um, so 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 they're on top of uh, were they, what were they on top of? Like a, like a semi truck, right? Yeah, truck. So uh, Ed Edge puts the uh, this the the standing head and arm choke on Randy. And then before the ref can can even count. 
Edge tells him to stop, or I think he started counting. Edge tells him to stop, and then he gets him back with the concerto, and you know he's crying through this whole thing. So the last three minutes of this was awesome. The first fifteen minutes of this was really great, and it was just that other fifteen minutes that really bothered me. But you know, if I if I could edit, and and the other thing that bothers me is they could have shave time, right? Like this was a pre-produced thing. Somebody had to watch this and go, hmm, it's a little long. We need to shave time. Uh, because, you know, as a even as a 25-minute match, it's way better than it was. As a 20-minute match, it's probably really excellent. But as a 36-minute match, it was like too long. And, and I just don't understand why, you know, they decided to, to have it as long, knowing that they could shave time, they could edit the thing down. And if you edit it down, you know, a little bit, then you're in and out in three hours like you were yesterday. So, I don't know, mm-hmm. just lots of things, you know, being a, being a uh, Monday morning quarterback here, but... Uh, Otherwise, uh, that was kind of the deal. Yeah, no, I agree 100% on that. Definitely 20 minutes would have been perfect. So our our friend Mojo runs out, and I don't even know who was chasing him. All I saw was hair. Um, It was, uh, I know, Pretty Deadly was out there. A lot of NXT um, students and stuff. Were, I can't see everyone, but I saw Pretty Deadly from the UK they were there. They're they're out in the USA training out here now. Um, I think uh, the blonde he's the first one that took that bump. He's a great bumper anyway. So I I imagine they put him up, you know, for that job because he's such a great bumper. Um, yeah. So that's who I recognize. Everyone else, I kind of was. It was kind of going too fast. Maybe Jake Atlas is out there. I don't know. So uh, so you know, Mojo's getting chased, and it, there's like I don't know. There's like eight guys out there, kind mm-hmm. of, and, and they're in a little mob, and you see Gronk kind of anticipate and he he he's on that little what do they call that the the, the, the perch yeah 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 that he's on and so he kind of like he's angling himself out and then he just like free falls he didn't go full coffin drop but he just free falls on top of the pile and then he pins mojo and runs away with his 24/7 newly won 24/7 title yeah yeah i mean it it was you know it was what it was you know like i said but it was short and sweet so Gronk didn't bother me. And I had a kick out of Titus as the replacement. I don't know why. I wasn't made because I wasn't, he was the last person I was expecting to show up, you know, but for some reason I just thought it was funny. That was like good, to me, that was like good comedy. It's like, hey, I guess, you know, I'm tight. Like, well, I haven't seen Titus forever, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he comes back to, uh, to, 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 to create a face that was heavily memed after the show was over. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, okay, go and take a quick break. And the reason why I took a break now is because we're going to talk about our friends at Bet Online. But Bet Online was the first place where I saw that folks were actually able to bet on what Rob Gronkowski was going to do on this show. And, you know, you could bet if he was going to have a match or if he was going to win a title. So they were on their game when it came to uh, WrestleMania. But uh, with currently no NBA, NHL or MLB, you may think there's nothing to bet on, but you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports events and games to wager on, um, including esports, by the way. Uh, or you can let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack because I, I don't think AEW Dibble or nothing is happening in Vegas. So I may have to get like my the little bit of gambling blood that I have in me. I may need to use that uh, in, in bed online. 
So um, it's open 24 hours a day, all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and the weather. Though... I'm kind of wondering, like American Idol, you can still bet on on Survivor for sure because they're 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 continuing. They taped that entire show, but American Idol taped all of their pre stuff. But they did they have a live portion of their show, so I wonder what they're gonna do because I think they're almost done with all the pre taped stuff. So uh, visit their website, join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit and be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. The uh, the one bet that I that I did just because of the odds was in the, uh, the Bailey match. And I thought, I was like, okay, if they're really teasing this uh, Bailey-Sasha thing, you know, maybe Bailey uh, loses this match because Sasha accidentally donked her or something. And I was like, ah, oh, Naomi's got really good odds. And nope, she was like the second person gone. So I thought about I lost you. that one. I thought about Ben Online. I thought about you <laughs> during this match. I mean, of, of much as I saw, which we'll talk about shortly here. All right. So uh, next match was a, was a short sort of just uh, sprint with uh, Angel Garza and Hell Garza and Austin Theory against the Street Profits. Uh, Street Profits win here. Uh, Dawkins pinned Austin Theory after Ford hit the From the Heavens. I thought, you know, if anybody, you know, if you can sort of make a, a name for yourself in six minutes, I thought Garza was really good. Uh, and then at the end of this match, and this is this was, I thought, one of the better moments of the entire show, was Bianca comes out because Zelina and the heels are beating up her husband. And so she comes out to save him. And I'm I'm like, okay, she looks like a superstar here. And she she destroys Zelina, gives her the KOD. And the way that her husband looked at her in that ring made just made her look like uh, like uh, you know the next thing in, in women's wrestling. So I would I don't know if that means that she's going to come up or not, but if she did, I thought this was a, a great way to do it because uh, I thought she just looked super strong, and she I think she would add something to their act. She would not detract from that act at all. Yeah, she's uh, definitely up for the next. Uh on the main roster. I, that's, good, why, good. That's, that's why I took this as, you know, as they're presenting it. So, um, yeah, this is her, you know, unfortunately didn't happen in front of a big crowd. I think they would have got a huge reaction if it was at, in front of, in, in that Tampa stadium for that, you know, for the live WrestleMania, but it, it did take them forever to explain that she was married to Ford. <laughs> like mm. she's there and I'm like, okay, when are they going to say it? When are they going to say it? Mm-hmm. When are they going to say it? And they, he didn't, uh, he said it in passing or whatever, but I was like, ah, like tell the people this, this is WrestleMania. Yeah. It was, it was a fun, it was a fun match. It was about the time they were probably going to get on the main, on the, if it was a, you know, if everything was to go still going, you know, with the main show and all that, they would have probably got six minutes anyways. And I thought everyone made good on their time and they're, you know, I think Garza really stood out. Um, and, and also, uh, for two, he's such an amazing, I like watching him just do his, leaps man that guy has some amazing hops but garza i thought was he you know he got everything out of his minutes that he was given that moonsault he did to the outside was like one of the prettiest moonsaults i've seen in a very long time like he just he's a just a really great athlete and charismatic kid and um should be a big star you know if, if, if all goes well yeah no totally and and the other reason i love him is because he looks like a buffed out uh, Damon Wayans Jr. That's who it reminds me of. Ooh, 
Garza? Ford. No, oh, Ford. Oh, God. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> Ford? Yeah, yeah. Ford looks like a Wayne's brother, huh? He looks like he'd be perfect on the on uh in living color <laughs> absolutely yeah great show awesome. by the way great show um okay uh not actually not even is it damon williams jr or is it the third the one that was uh, the on, one that's the, on new girl the new right? girl yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah i forget which one that is it's the one of the waynes there's a million of them yeah yeah, yeah. great family um okay so uh this next match i thought was hurt by uh coming after the edge match if it i think if it would have been maybe the match before the edge randy orton match i think the, it would have gotten a better reception sasha tamina lacy naomi versus bailey i didn't realize that this was actually an elimination match until i saw the first elimination uh so uh, all the women you know gang up you know they this is a normal wwe spot you know you take the big the big uh wrestler out of the match who's gonna do damage so tamina you know she gets uh she gets uh, quintuple teamed and uh and everyone does a, a top rope or a middle rope finisher on her and she gets pinned when all of them jump on top of her to pin her so she's out becomes a four woman match the next one is my precious Naomi, who taps out to Sasha Banks' uh, bank statement, and they are down to three. Uh, Lacey Evans knocks out Sasha and pins her, and it's down to two. And I thought the Lacey Evans and uh, Bailey uh, stuff was actually kind of fun. Like I, I thought, I thought uh, Lacey showed fire. Bailey's. You know, as much as she's a little, you know, a little bit out of character in this heel role, I still think she does a really good job in it. Like she's annoying as shit. Um, it is a little. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's her true personality. So you can sort of tell. But she does a great job. Like after, like uh, she posted on on uh, Twitter after this match was over. Literally just. 10 seconds of her rolling around on her carpet with her title. Like, <laughs> so she does, I think she's, I think she's doing a really good job um, as, as much as it's hard to dislike her. Uh, and, uh, and, and so Lacey Evans and Bailey are going one-on-one and Sasha comes in and um, hits the backstabber on Lacey, allowing Bailey to pin her after she hits the one percenter. And Bailey starts pointing at the announcers and then she's like talking so much trash i'm not exactly sure who who she's talking to but she's like jumps in the corner gets on the turnbuckles pointing talking trash you know to whomever and i was just like you know what like it's kind of goofy to do that because that's sort of a, a way to get fan response but i thought she did it effectively you know in a way that you know it it wasn't like sort of like her going through the motion. She was actually doing it for a reason. And I was like, go ahead, Bailey. Like, m- maybe this is not exactly what I think your strongest character is, but you're doing a really good job with it. Yeah, honestly, I miss most of this. <laughs> uh, this is the one match I didn't see. I saw like maybe like 10% of because uh, my baby girl Kaylee was, uh, she was getting tired. So daddy was rocking her to sleep. So I was too busy with that, and okay. But did you get back for the fire? F- f- the the oh no, match? yeah, I, I saw the whole thing of that. Oh yeah, no, I I saw the like the last I would say six minutes of this match. So I saw I okay. saw the whole like miscommunication miscommunication with Sasha and Bailey, and um, I, and I saw the finish and all that. So I mean, from what I saw, I guess it it was it was fine. I just I didn't 
get a chance to go back and rewatch it. Okay, I don't even know how to explain the um, the match here with John Cena and Bray Wyatt. It wasn't really a match. It was a very heavily produced video. Cena comes out uh, in his gear and all of a sudden is sort of like intercepted with, uh, with, with whatever happens. You see the Bray Wyatt video and all of a sudden you see um, John Cena, Bray, Bray's in the ring, John Cena in his ruthless aggression outfit when he made his debut on SmackDown and faced Kurt Angle. And he basically repeated the phrase ruthless aggression several times and took a swing at Bray. And, you know, Bray has magical powers, just like The Undertaker and Matt Hardy. So he was out of there and, you know, disappearing and, and making Cena miss and making Cena look like a goofball. And then um, the next sort of like wherever they were going, like the next dream or or whatever this was, was uh, Saturday night, the Saturday night main event package and music plays. And it was actually, I I enjoyed that very much. Just just the the fact that they were doing it on this show. So you see Hogan and T and Steamboat and Morocco and Bundy and Stud. And so the the old blue cage, uh, Bray's behind the blue cage and he introduces uh, the, this this very heavily muscled man called Johnny Large Meat, <laughs> and it was Cena in his gear in his uh, in his jorts doing uh, dumbbell curls with I don't I don't know what what they were like twenties or fifteens or something, and he was just doing dumbbell curls like as fast as you could possibly do dumbbell curls. He must have done like 50 of them. Uh, and so then his arms were numbed and he couldn't really do anything. And so then uh, the next thing was the Thugonomics John Cena cutting his rap promos on Bray. Soon after that, we see the WCW Nitro uh, logo and John Cena and Bray were now in the NWO and they were doing NWO stuff. John Wyatt was black and white, and uh, and uh, Bray Wyatt was the the Wolfpack. And then you see the Vince puppet saying that uh, this is such good shit, which is the Dean Ambrose interview that he did with Chris Jericho, where Dean was impersonating Vince after giving him lots of things that Dean didn't think was good, and <laughs> and so they were sort of making fun of that. And then finally, Bray turns back into the fiend, and he mandible claws John, and he pins him, or something happened. I, I, I didn't exactly see the finish, but so I think what this was was Bray getting, like Bray basically giving the reason for the fiend character to exist, which may stem from WrestleMania 30, where John Cena was supposed to knock him out with this chair or something. They they played into that match, but I think it was to say like, this was why he has to be the fiend. I don't know. It was confusing. Lots of people loved it. Lots of people hated it. It sounds like on Twitter, at least more people love it than hate it. I was just confused. I was like, I, I was here to see a match. Maybe this was better than what the match was going to be like, but I don't know. This was not actually for me, but I know a lot of people loved it. What did you think? It was polarizing. Um, I, I had a look at my drink to see if someone spiked it <laughs> or if maybe I was having a flashback to when I used to go raving 
and some of the visuals I would see then, um, it was pretty wacky. Um, you know, I had to really reflect on this after it was the whole show was over, and I kept coming back to that. I, mean, I don't know how because I knew we we're going to record tonight. I don't know how am I going to explain my thoughts on this match, yeah, or whatever it was. And I kept thinking there was a lot I had I enjoyed. Like I got a kick out of ruthless aggression, John Cena, and playing off that. I thought that was pretty cool. And just uh, so people know, he it was the current John Cena with the longer hair, yeah. just dressed in the tights. But physically, like from a body perspective, he's a little bit leaner, probably. But it, I mean, you know, he mm-hmm. he he looked almost the same except for the hair. Yeah, and um, I thought the. I thought like the NWO was like the what if John Cena turned heel, right? Because everybody used to always say they should turn John Cena heel, right? Mm-hmm. That was that everyone, everyone is always saying, well, not everyone, but all the all the all the you know so called smart fans are like, we gotta turn this guy heel. You know, he makes a ton of money with merchandise and all this kind of stuff. And he, uh, and I think that was like their way of explaining that or showing that like this is the way he could have gone. And it's just like brayly mind tripping him, but it was just bizarre. Um, I didn't get kicked out of the Saturday main event stuff, so I, I I liked the nostalgia stuff of it. I don't know, but I I think I liked more than I didn't like about it. So I guess I'm gonna give it a I I'm a, on the like part of it, but yeah, man, this is just weird as weird can be. And I guess after what happened to the Boneyard match and then this and this whole show, this the reason why we're having this show and all that. I guess it's just a weird, weird. <laughs> it's gonna be a weird WrestleMania that so we're always gonna remember this by Weird Mania. I guess we can call it. Call it, but uh, um, yeah. So I'm guess I'm, I'm positive on it just because I I wasn't like never like rolling my eyes and just bored. I was just like, man, this is just weird. And it felt like they left it open for some future stuff with John Cena and Bray Wyatt. So um, I don't know how long that will continue for. I mean, I guess John Cena's not making any movies right now, so I guess they can definitely do some more stuff. So Triple H in interviews had mentioned that they were going to possibly take some of the things that they've had to do for this period and and maybe continue to use them. And after watching the Boneyard match and then this Firefly Firefly Funhouse match, I wonder if this is what he's talking about. More... Mm post-produced stuff, more sort of movie kind of things when, um, you know, to get away from the empty arena for now and then maybe even down the line. Because if you think about it, I don't necessarily need to see Undertaker wrestle a match in a ring, but I would, I, I was fine seeing him do stuff like that where, you know, where he still looks like the old Undertaker. I I do think it could get a little tiring, though, because it it would follow, like, the same sort of things. You'd have to be really creative. Um, And and maybe it's, it's, maybe you can do something where, uh, you know, they kind of, there's some cliffhanger-ish stuff until the next time you do it. I don't don't know exactly, but I I do wonder if that's what he was talking about, because when he said that, I I I had it in the back of my mind, and I was watching this show wondering, like, okay, what could he have thought that would be something that would be useful when they do come back? And the only thing I could think about was this post-produced, you know, movie stuff. Yeah, they weren't thinking about doing it now before. I think they're going to do it now just because the positive reaction that the Boneyard match got. So I definitely can see them doing more of this. Um, I think during this time until they can do shows in front of fans again, I think you have to get creative like this and do some out-of-the-box thinking. Um, 
if it's as quality as Boneyard match where, you know, the guys are fighting and, and, uh, you know, you know, they're, it's a, it's, even though there was, you know, Undertaker doing his magic stuff, it still was a very serious brawl. I like that's what I liked about the intensity of that brawl. I thought was pretty good. They can keep stuff like that going. Um, I don't know if I really want to see a lot of this fun firehouse, funhouse stuff like every show, but um, it's okay. Maybe once and twice a year or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I could definitely see them doing more of this and put, definitely cause they got the positive feedback. But remember, Orton and Bray Wyatt when they had their battle at that at Orton's house or no Wyatt's house whatever the hell that was a couple years ago was just you know universally panned and and it was really you know really uh, didn't really receive and so that was um, they never really went back to something like that so they finally did here but this time it got positive reviews so I'm sure we're gonna see more of it. All right, so um, main event is Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar, and this was a sprint. This was you know, Brock, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg from WrestleMania several years ago, like that type of match where it's, you know, not, not as quick as that match was, but it's, you know, finish, fin- you know, finisher, 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 finisher. And, um, Drew wins though, because of the physicality of both guys and, you know, you stay, you see those guys next to each other and, Drew is just as impressive looking as Brock is. Mm-hmm. Like he's tall, he's jacked, face to face. Like I'm like, okay, this 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 like just the the visuals of that works. And they were, you know, they were they they were doing their stuff. And and for you know three minutes or whatever it was, I thought it was a really fun three minutes. But it did make me think I would really love to see them have a longer match, sort of like the Charlotte. Rhea Ripley match where it's just physicality and tough dudes and, and and that kind of match. Like, you know, this was fine, like, you know, whatever, but I would love to see them have a 15 minute struggle, tough fight. Uh, and I think they could pull it off. I think they could pull off too. It's just depending on Brock wants to do that style of match again. He's, I mean, when this match went exactly the way I thought it was going to go and the length and everything, I thought it was going to be short. It's going to be physical, uh, big moves. That's how Paul Heyman likes to book these things and highly likes to book Brock's matches. Um, yeah, I would love to see this program continue. I believe it will. I'm sure Brock will come back. And, and yeah, I'd love to see a longer match. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was good. Drew is, you know, he's the guy right now. I think he's doing a great job and you can get behind him. Um, my favorite part of the match was even the match itself. It was just after where he looked in the camera and held his hand out. saying thank you to the fans, you know, watching at home. Um, he has a great connection with the fans. If they let him be drew, if they let him be him and do his, like, like, like we talked about last week, like he was such great at these motivational speeches at their indie shows. And he was on and like, you could really get behind the guy. So, I think they should let him be that guy. I wish he would have had a promo on this show to close it out. I think it would have been good, but you know, I know they're saving that stuff. They always save it for the next night on Raw because you know they, they don't want to waste everything they have on just the pay per view night. They need something for the next night, and so I know he's gonna come out and do a. He'll do a great speech that night. I hope uh, hope it goes well. So that was it uh, for two nights of WrestleMania. Now, if you were to grade night one and night two as two separate grades. How would you grade them? Oh, that's a tough one. Like thumbs up, thumbs down, or A, B, or what? Yeah, however you want. Um, I definitely thumbs up for night one. Um, 
thumbs slightly in the middle for night two. I almost would probably go thumbs up for both nights just because like I really liked Charlotte and Rhea. Um, I like Brock and Drew. I don't, and I like I like Edge and Orton overall, but yeah. So I guess I'm slightly thumbs up. To me, slightly thumbs up in um, night two. Overall, we, we talked about this. Like our expectations were so low for me. My my, you know, I was just just bummed with real real, real, real life, honestly, and then just dealing with that. And so I wasn't expecting much at all at this WrestleMania, and they did provide me with definitely some entertainment on both nights. So I guess that was a win for me. <laughs> I would definitely go thumbs up uh, on night one. You know, I, I'm grading night one on a curve, a uh, slight curve, but still thumbs up. And th- night two, I would probably, I would be, be between thumbs in the middle and thumbs down, but probably closer to thumbs down. But, um, you know, it, I mean, it, it, did, it did give us stuff to talk about. It gave us content. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the future of this stuff is, and we'll have to pay it, you know, just keep our eyes open. Um, the one thing that I, I, I was a little sort of, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I was frustrated or not, but there were lots of moments where there was like 15 people around situations and, you know, we're supposed to keep things, you know, between. 10, 10 people and, and less and, you know, six feet away and social distancing and all that stuff. So I feel a little, a little, uh, queasy when it comes to just sort of enjoying this, because I know that, you know, the, the wrestlers themselves are not really responsible for it. It's sort of their job and what they're doing. But I just was like, man, like, you know, how does, how how are we not getting sick here with this situation? You know, that that is in the back of my mind when I watch it. And especially the Gronk thing, right? There was like 10 people like within a foot of each other at, at one time. And uh, so that was a little bit like in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, ah, oh, this just seems irresponsible. Yeah. Well, they, did they film this like what, last week, right? Or something. So I think it was in Florida. I think they really didn't have the whole lockdown yet so i think that's why they're a little more you got lost a lot more people around and just saying with AEW when last 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 week when yeah, georgia was late to the game too as well on yeah i feel, the, I feel the same way yeah. with mm-hmm. AEW. like same. and all those people are like right next to each other yeah yeah i know i know man i know it's i would say like these last russian wrestlemania's last two nights like during that time i was not really thinking about the situation outside I just couldn't believe I was watching this live. That's a, <laughs> so big shout out to my wife, you know. Oh yeah, because um, I told her like, oh, you know, WrestleMania's on. This is a Saturday shot. My WrestleMania's on today. And she's like, WrestleMania's on. I'm like, yeah. And uh, and I started watching it. It was no like turn us off, watch it later. It was you know like enjoy yourself, you know. Which you know, props to her, and you know, and and. Um, you know, she's working hard with the kids. We're both working hard with the kids, but she, you know, she's the mom. She has a little extra than I can do. And and then, uh, and then the next night too, Sunday came around. I was like, oh man, I know I'm recording tonight. I hope I get to watch it on time. And we better record on time. And it was like, I told her, you know, WrestleMania on that force. Okay, cool. You know, yeah, watch it. And so, yeah, it was just nice to, I think she kind of knew I need like this, you know, you know, she knows like WrestleMania, what I do. We get together with my friends and we watch it. You know, we get together, we watch it. Um, last year, we went on a trip together to to watch uh, yep. WrestleMania, but we went on that weekend. 
So she knows this is part of my thing I do every year. So that was really cool that she just let me chill out and enjoy the show and and get my mind off all the craziness that's happening outside her house. Okay, so I just want to update folks who have been kind of checking in on our WrestleMania show and WrestleMania matches, greatest uh, of all time tournaments. Uh, it is about done. The, the, the polls are still open for uh, another 12 hours or so, but some of these matches are, 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 are uh, you, we can call them now. So the greatest WrestleMania match of all time pitted against each other uh, were, was uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13, and it is destroying Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, 33 votes to four. So I think we can claim that uh, as the championship uh, for Bret Hart and Stone Cold. And as we get to the card, WrestleMania X7, so WrestleMania 17 is destroying WrestleMania 19, 30 to 2. And we did some third place matchups. So in the third place matchup, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage is beating Triple H versus Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels, the match that we reviewed on the on the last time we recorded. Uh, it is beating it currently 17 to 11, so we still need a few more votes there. And then to figure out the third greatest WrestleMania card of all time, WrestleMania 10 is beating WrestleMania 8, 19 to 8. So probably get a few more votes there before we call it tomorrow. But that tournament has been a blast. It, it sort of was the replacement for the New Japan Cup, was which was going to be our our, uh, our our actual March Madness tournament. So thanks to everyone in the Fight Game Podcast Facebook group for voting. I know uh, people were looking forward to it. I was looking forward to putting that stuff together. Thanks to Jeremy, uh, our buddy Jeremy, for uh, keeping the brackets going and stuff. And then one more thing before we get out of here. Like I mentioned, uh, we have been putting together a lot of content. Um, just, you know, there, there were opportunities to do so with WrestleMania coming. You know, I wanted to do some other stuff. So I just want to shout out uh, Antonio the Promise Thomas for joining me. And we published uh, an episode a week ago today with him. Uh, I want to thank our buddy uh, Big D, my old podcast partner who reviewed WrestleMania, uh, or I'm sorry, previewed WrestleMania 36 with me. And then my uh, Blue Wire uh, wrestling uh, pod squad, BJ Cruz, Jeremy Los, uh, Ryan from uh, Top Rope Nation, and also uh, those guys from Two Jabronis of the Podcast. We, we, we were doing sort of uh, kind of like uh, synergistic podcasts for all of our, all of our, uh, our, our podcast feeds. Um, so just thanks to all of those folks. And I'll, I'll also thanks to John. He did two shows uh, this week. And then also uh, Jason Hagholm, who, who did a show with me last night. So lots of people who are, you know, making their time and, and, you know, making themselves available and wanting to talk this stuff like that, that we, that we just enjoy. So, um, I will, I promise to, to those folks who are like, oh man, my feed is, there's too much stuff going on. We will slow down. We will go back to, um, you know, once a week, if there's an opportunity to record a second podcast, I will, uh, if I have an opportunity to interview somebody or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this upcoming week, we're going to get Robert Silva back on the show. We're going to talk about uh, his uh, super featherweights 
list that he did on Fight Game Media, and then he's starting his new list upcoming this week. So uh, that is, uh, yeah, that is everything. That is the state of, of this week in the podcast. So now that WrestleMania is over, is there, what, what do we have to look forward to? That's kind of the last question I have on my mind. Yeah, what do we have to look forward to? Just uh, hopefully the end of this and and uh, back to some normalcy, right? And you talk about just or you talk about just shows. Well, I'm, um, I'm just like you know, we we kind of used WrestleMania as like a little bit of a of a a target, right? We're like, oh, well, at least we have something with WrestleMania coming. But you know, I know they they talked about Money in the Bank happening in May, but I, I'm how? Like that was my first question: was how is this show going to happen? Yeah, I'm still interested to see what. On Wednesday nights, what AEW and NXT do. I know, I mean, I'm looking forward to the TakeOver stuff that's um, coming up for NXT. And uh, I'm also looking forward to the uh, Dean Ambrose-Jake uh, Hager match. I want to see, I feel like they're going to do something similar, not similar to the Boneyard match, I would say, my is my guess. I think that's, hmm. I, I think they might do something like that. Um, cause it seemed like a, they kind of teased something like that if I remember correctly. So I want to see what they have planned. And, um, that Wednesday night is going to be brutal for me. Brutal. Thank God I'm working from home this next two weeks. So I'm going to, yeah, I could fit in one show in the morning, um, before everyone wakes up. But, uh, you know, the next Wednesday is the two hour modern finale, modern family finale. So. <laughs> you know what my wife's going to want to watch. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'll be up forever watching wrestling and then. Better be good. I'll be pissed. Not scared. <laughs> All right. So uh, so yeah. So thanks for doing this. Uh, WrestleMania 36 is over, and we'll see what happens. But we will we will keep coming back weekly with our normal show Thursday night, Friday morning for folks who uh, who are listening uh, consistently. So thanks to John. Thanks to all the people that I shouted out uh, in 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 earlier who who helped create content. And uh, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.